Hey, this is Joe Namath, and uh, they say it ain't easy being green. Are you ready? The New York Jets can beat anybody in the world, and I think we're going to win next Sunday. The New York Jets. I think Jeff fans are very passionate. Ready, Thank you, all you fans. They got their guy. Darnold falling to the Jets. Sam Darnold. Sam Darnold. That's such an upside. I think Jeff fans are very passionate. Brady sucks. Don and unbelievers. everybody and welcome to the latest edition of the Ain't Easy Being Green podcast broadcasting to you live from beautiful, amazing, picturesque Crystal Lake Studios in Putnam Valley, New York. My name is Keith Farrell. I am joined, as always, by the number one Jet fan in the state of Texas, Michael Lagaris, everyone. Yeah, 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 yeah. What's up, Jet fans? And the top NFL correspondent in the podcasting game today, none other than the majestic beast... The big stinking Wookiee, Nicholas Kronk. Ladies and gents, uh, good evening. 0-7 Miami Dolphins. We got the 1-6 Jets coming up here. Let's get right into it. Road game. Offense hasn't been playing great lately, Mike. Hopefully this will be a bounce-back game for us. I think, um, I think Sam's going to be able to get really after their secondary, Mike. And I think this is a game, you know, at least you look on paper that we could take a W. Absolutely. Xavier Howard is injured. He's out for the game. So that shows to me. I know they wait just traded for a kid to leave. Mike, 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 Keith. What's wait, wrong? Wait. What's wrong? So wait, it, it's all of a sudden it's Jets Miami? You got what are you, <laughs> what, what are you referring to? What? The 33 nothing crap storm that was the Patriots game, Monday Night Football, Jaguars 29-15, uh, mm. ring a bell. We're on to the Dolphins. Look, 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 I don't look, know look, what look, you look, mean. We got Gase, Gase's old team. Game okay, last time we played that I can remember we took the Cowboys out. Look. Now we're on to the Dolphins! Let's get it! Last two weeks don't mean anything? That they didn't happen. That's where we're going, guys. On your reputable, on the reputable. I, All right, uh, you know what? So we might. I guess this is. Or may- maybe we tried to block it out. Uh, it has been a been a tough few weeks here, to yeah. say the least. The drubbing by the Patriots. Hopefully, I think Mike got out to everyone on social media. Mike had a lot going on that week. Yep. Some stuff going on with the fam, sick kids, things of that nature, guys. Life sometimes does get in the way. Unfortunately, coincidentally. The two times that's ever happened to us was after Patriot games. But this week, I was like, hey, Mike, you know what? We didn't get a pot out last week. Yep. Got the Jags coming up. Sam had a rough game there. We're going to bounce back. We're going to play well. We're going to go down to Jacksonville. I think we're going to see the offense look a lot more like when we played the Cowboys. No. No, that's not That's not what happened mm. this weekend in Jacksonville. And Sam threw three interceptions, had a couple touchdowns also. Uh, there was the two drives they looked good on. Every other drive the rest of the game, they looked like they were completely hapless on offense. The Jaguars' offense defense is okay. They're not amazing. No. Their offense went up and down the field. They kept getting a ton of field goals. The Jets right now are in a state of disarray. Their team looks like they are badly coached. They look like, on offense, they don't know what they're doing, even with Sam back. And I'm going to give you guys some startling numbers in a moment. I know Sam had a good game versus the Cowboys. I got some other stats to throw at you, too, but... It's been a tough few weeks. Fortunately, Wookie, you know, we, me and Mike, we're going to plow right through it and just preview the Dolphins and go home. You brought it up, so we'll get into it. Uh, the Patriot game, Mike, was to say a debacle would be an understatement. Thirty-three, nothing. Sam's out there looking hapless. Unfortunately, Belichick continues his dominance of quarterbacks in their first and second year. So you you look at that game, Mike, and you say, oh, you know, what are you going to do? You know, you maybe you chalk it up to a bad game, but. Unfortunately, a lot of that play and indecision by Sam 
carried over into the Jacksonville game, where once again, I saw some good plays, but I saw a lot of bad plays from him. I don't know anymore if anybody can deny that this is not the coach for the New York Jets and not the coach to get our young golden child to a better spot in his career and have him reach his full potential. All right, look, 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 look. I'm going to get real right now on the AEBG. You know, one of the tenets of this podcast is the fact that you, the fan, understand the truth and the vibes around us, the hosts, and you hear things real time. And I want to tell you about uh, a, a situation in my life when things were brought to reality and and I didn't want to accept it. And that was when Mark Sanchez, um, I thought, was the future of the New York Jets. I I embraced him 100%. And, uh, you know, he took us to the playoffs, or I thought I, he was the quarterback that took, as a rookie, went to the playoffs, everything, and middle or to the end of the second year. Keith, um, he's like, he's a jabroni. This dude's a jabroni. And I'm like, no, he's not. He's like, he's a jabroni. And I'm like, bro, what's the matter with you? He just needs, uh, he needs time to grow. He just needs, and Keith ended up being right. And after the third game of Geno's uh, second year, I think we were playing the Chicago Bears on Monday night, he was like, I'm done. He's a jabron. And obviously he was right about that. And I know that mostly all, every single Jet quarterback that's ever played for us ends up being a jabron, Uh uh, except for like Chad Pennington. But I respect very much. So in my mental makeup, I'm letting Jeff fans know, in my mental makeup for me, Keith's opinion on the quarterback means a lot to me. It shouldn't, but it does. It means a lot. Like, I hold on to that. Like, I'm like, okay. My boy, oh, no, it should. My boy, my boy, my boy either says yes or nah, he's, he's messed up. And, and that, that helps shape my view of things, even though the way I think of things. And I'm going to give my opinion after, but I have to ask Keith live. I want to build everybody up so they understand what I'm doing because I haven't asked him yet. Keith, is Sam Darnold the future of the New York Jets? Whether or not he's the future of the Jets, uh, if I'm going to be 100% honest, that's hard for me to say. But I, when when you reference Sanchez and when you reference Geno, I think everybody can see a quarterback. For instance, when you saw Haskins play this year so far, yeah, he looked lost. Yeah, he looked like he didn't know where to go with the ball. He didn't know. He looked like he was dropping back on those games. Yep. He didn't play a lot. I get it right. And he was looking at the first read. If that wasn't there, he didn't know what to do. Yeah. And when you watch Sanchez play that first year, Jet fans, in spite of him, we were good. Look, go, go back and look at the stats. He was absolutely horrific. His second year, he was slightly improved. But the type of mistakes you see guys make and not adjust to, that's kind of how I always judge it. Gino did a lot of the same things. Yeah. Uh, turnovers that were just mind-boggling, not seeing the field at all. I don't see, I don't see any of that in Sam, to be honest. I see throws Sam's made. The Cowboy game last month of last year. Plenty of games last year also um, that Gino and Sanchez never made. And I see him doing things instinctually on the field that neither of them ever did. Now, that's a low bar, Gino Smith and Mark Sanchez. Right. So if I'm saying that I think he's going to be better than them or I've seen, to me, uh, more potential out of him so far than either of those two, maybe that's not saying much considering right. where he was drafted. But, Mike, I don't, I don't think the Jets' problem right now is Sam Darnold. I don't think that. I don't think you can put all of this game this weekend on him. He had plenty of bad decisions. But this season as the starter, 
you know, Sam is one and three. And that Buffalo game was tough. We should have pulled that one out. He had mono. So he could have been two and two. Um, he had a, you know, okay game versus the Bills, an amazing game versus the Cowboys. Three picks, two touchdowns last weekend. So obviously that game's, you know, less than good. Um, and then a bad game versus the Pats. So he's been up and down this year, but he's missed some time. And I don't, I don't look at him, Mike. I've, he's not someone like those guys that I just felt it the whole time like they weren't the dude. I still think Sam has a lot to prove. I still think he can get a lot better. And I, we're just all such victims. This happens. I say it all the time, Mike. Uh, we trap ourselves in the moment. Yep. This is what we all do. People do it politically. People do it with movies. They watch television shows. It's the greatest. It's the worst. A guy has one bad week. He's the best. A few bad weeks. He's a jabroni. Daniel Jones had the greatest first game of all time. The next three games after that were rough. An okay game last week. Yeah. And in the interim, he went from being the greatest thing that's ever happened to, the worst to maybe he's really not the guy yeah. the next three games. To last week again, all of a sudden, no, Daniel Jones oh, is no, great. And it's what we have to do. We have to try to do. You've tried to do your best is look at the situation and do your best to, to just project forward. Yep. And you say to yourself, okay, um, has Sam Darnold, since he started every single game, just been absolute Ryan Leaf dumpster crisps? No. Has he just been an absolute hapless clown on the field? Absolutely not. That's not no. what happens. He had a bad game last week. He had a few bad games last year. The game versus the Patriots was horrible. But if you have two really bad games in a row in the NFL, especially when you're a young quarterback, what do people do? Oh, they're right. What do people do? They start throwing dirt right on the grave, right? Yeah. Start throwing dirt right on that hole. All of a sudden, ah, maybe it's not the guy. Daniel Jones played one game. Rex Ryan said Daniel Jones is better than Sam Darnold. Sam Darnold was the best quarterback in the NFL the last month of last year. That's that's over. So, I mean, that's that's the world we live in now, where it's very reactionary. Right. You know, I'm not saying Mike's doing that because mm-hmm. Mike has had Mike has patience with Sam too, and Mike's right. not writing Sam off at all. At least I don't think he is. But to me, that's not the problem. That's not the problem. I wanted to. So again, okay. I have, I've, there's three issues that I've identified as the major culprits with the New York Jets right now offensively. And uh, Sam Darnold being the third of the issues. Um, and the more the issues go higher, the worse they get. Um, Sam, what happened is, is that uh, Bill Belichick realized that our offensive line was trash. And he knew that because Kelvin Beecham was going to be out. Obviously, the way it's constructed. And he started running this uh, concept called Zero Blitz, which means they have no safety help. Like a Jamal Adams, Marcus May, they don't exist. They just have the corners on the receivers, and they have an extra man, and they blitz. And they said, Sam, beat us. And because of that, and because of the way the offensive line is, Sam couldn't beat them. And um, I brought this up when I spoke on the Jet Factor podcast. I said... You know, when I play my son in Madden, my, my son is learning how to play Madden. He's getting really good at his timing and how to do play concepts and stuff. But if I go Monster Blitz every play, he can't do anything because he doesn't know how to beat it because I just get at his quarterback so quickly. And so I could do that all game and beat him because he just can't beat that one concept. He's not smart enough to do that yet because he's a seven-year-old, right? Well, guess what? That's what Bill Belichick did to Adam Gase and Sam Darnold on Monday night. They went zero blitz. They blitzed like 90% of the plays. And they couldn't beat it. And do you know what happened against the Jacksonville Jaguars? They did the same damn thing. And here's the problem with, with Sam Darnold. Sam, obviously Offensive Player of the Week, two weeks ago, three weeks ago against the Dallas Cowboys. When he has time to throw... And he has a good pocket. And he has, 
He's not under pressure like crazy. He has an innate ability to find the right read and get the person open. But this type of quarterback, Sam Darnold, is a gunslinger. He's like a Brett Favre guy. He wants to make a play. So when he's under pressure, he starts getting flustered. The feet start getting happy, throwing off the back foot, and he starts just winging it. That needs to stop, okay? That has to stop. That can't be in the future. That is a problem that Sam Darnold has, and every Jet fan needs to understand. This quarterback needs to understand when to throw the ball away or tuck and run and not just try to wing it up there because you just make the most ridiculous plays and throws that you can make. The number two problem that we have really could be the number one is the play calling. You know, Adam Gase, like I just said, you've had zero blitz. You can't beat the zero blitz. And you're telling me that you're a professional coach and you can't come up with a scheme to beat the fact that they're going man on your corners. You can't run a quick slant. You can't run the quarterback out route. You can't, like, there's there's nothing you can cook up as a professional coach to beat this type of scheme that's... Well, that's my point, Mike. I mean, this is what I'm saying, and so everything you're saying is correct. That's what the Patriots did, and then the the Jacksonville Jaguars did their best job of repeating it. Didn't even do as good as the Patriots because we got a couple touchdowns, but they just basically did that all game, too. Now, I understand... Sam was having a hard time, but if your if your credentials are what Adam Gase's supposed credentials were, offensive guru, quarterback whisperer, and you're going through a game and you're going through you know you're into the halftime of a second game, you're like damn for six quarters, teams have been basically running the same defense against my quarterback, and I haven't adjusted. Yeah, I haven't done anything different. You know, I've I've thrown some bombs downfield. They did that a couple times. I see, and they didn't didn't work out for us last game. Um, we had a couple touchdown drives. And then, I mean, this game, too, the defense didn't play great either, Mike. But offensively, can I just can I throw a few stats at you, Mike? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go ahead. Rest the number one of your points. I'm just going to give this to Jet fans because this is going to be this is gonna be a little jarring here, guys. So, for all Jet fans, I know you know our offense has been bad. But let me put it in perspective for everyone. In the NFL, there's 32 football teams. Yes. Yards per game in the NFL, Jets are 32nd, hmm. 209 yards a game. Plays from scrimmage we've run this year. We're 32nd, 387. Yards per play, the Jets are 32nd, 3.8 yards per play. First downs per game, we're 32nd, 13.1. Third down percentage, guess where we're at? Guess where we're at? Take a guess. 32nd. 32nd. 18 for 87 on the season. We have 60 penalties this year. Time of possession, they're 29th. And when it comes to points, they're 31st. One point ahead. Of the 32nd ranked team in points, the Miami Dolphins. Across the board, just so everyone knows, the Dolphins have a higher ranked offense than we do in every single category except points. So when we're all looking at the Dolphins as this dumpster crisp team, which they are, they're trying to tank. We're trying to win. Yeah. And, and understandably, we had Luke Falk for three games. Right. Um, so the stat, they did put a damper on things in the games yeah. that we've had Sam. You know, we go, instead of averaging 209 yards over the season, the games with Sam, we averaged 243 yards. Still not that good. Points were only 11 a game with Sam in there. Almost 12 a game. A yards per play is 4.3 instead of 3.8. And then the time of possession is about the same. Third down percentage is about the same. So even with Sam in there this year, Mike, and we've had a rough beginning of the season when it comes to defenses we played. Don't get me wrong. There's some context. There's There's a few things to throw in there to remember. But even with that said, 
This has been a historically, historically bad Jet offense. Maybe the worst Jet offense. This is Neil O'Donnell was not this bad with the Jets. That's how bad this offense is right now. We're talking historically horrific. One of the worst Jet offenses that has ever stepped out on the field. It's not good. And we're sitting there just wasting Le'Veon Bell. What the? Every time he gets the ball, you're like, there's three dudes around him already. Whether they throw it out to him, whether they dump it out to him, when they're running the ball. I'm like, what the hell? It's just, I just cannot believe. If they didn't have that Cowboys game in there to have at least a little bit of positive stats, yeah. imagine what this would look Keith, like. Keith, the thing is, is that the main culprit to everything you just said, we can blame Gase, but there are some real metrics that you that are daunting. Through four games, Sam Darnold has been sacked 15 times. Over a 16-game season, that would equal 60 sacks. That would be ninth all-time. On Sunday against the Jacksonville Jaguars, on all his dropbacks, 40% of the time he was hit, not pressured, not pressured Keith and Wook. He was hit 40% of the time. The Jets' offensive line is on pace currently to give up more sacks through eight games, through eight games, than they did through 16 games last season. Right now, they have through seven games 34, and last year they gave up 37 sacks. So when you look at the regression of the quarterback, when you look at the regression of the offense, there is one, there is a main culprit to this. The offensive line is the worst that I have ever seen in my life as a Jet fan and maybe as a professional uh, football watcher. I will ask Wookie if the Giants' offensive line with Flowers was as bad as this one and get his perspective on that. But I'm going to tell you right now the fact that they have Chuma Doga as the left freaking tackle who is a prospect right tackle, you're telling me there's nobody that you had to back up Kelvin Beecham? No one. Kelechi Assembly and me and you, Keith, we're going to get into this Kelechi Assembly shit because I have a lot of stuff to talk about with this. I have feelings that may hurt Jet fans' feelings and, and social media and stuff like that. Yeah, you guys may get mad at me. We're going to talk about that in a second. But like uh, um, uh, Ryan Khalil, this offensive line is beyond words, Keith. And it is the main reason and main issue with the New York Jets as I see it currently. That's the weakest unit we have on the team. Decent job. I guess they did an okay job against the Cowboys, which is very surprising. But throughout the year, that has been... When Falk was in there, he had no chance. He was getting pressured, and he has no clue what he's doing anyway. With Sam in there, at least you think you have a little bit better of a shot. But uh, through the three games since Sam has returned, you know, two of them not so good, one of them decent. The offensive line is just... I don't remember... I remember when Boomer was out there uh, back in 93 or whatever where offensive line, he just got crushed, it seemed like, every single play. When he dropped back, I felt so bad for the guy. I don't remember an offensive line ever on the Jets being this bad. Let's go back to when we were talking about Sanchez for a moment there. That offensive line Sanchez had was tremendous his first season. 
You know, he had he had Brick, he had Mangle, plenty of other good players on there. And he still wasn't able to be that great of a quarterback. Right. I mean, you give Darnold that same offensive line right now, I think he'd be a lot better. I think that when you're in his position, Sam, and like you said, Mike, he got hit on 40% of the plays. I mean, you're really going to, that's going to get into your mind as oh, the game yeah, goes on. Absolutely. You know, and it's going to affect you. And it certainly affected him last week. And, you know, one of the guys that wasn't playing this week, as you mentioned, was Asameli. And, you know, I want to get into this because, you know, you really put um, a team in a tough position when you make it seem like I'm hurt and you're forcing me to play type situation, especially nowadays where people see a headline and run with it. But I just I want to give you my two cents on this because, Mike, this this issue is one of the things that he knew existed. And they start the season. He wasn't playing well. He gets replaced. The guy who replaces him ends up playing really well, Alex Lewis. And then all of a sudden, he finds a doctor to say he needs he needs surgery and he can't play the rest of the year. Now, when you have an injury, a pre-existing condition, you start a season off as a starter. And while you're starting, that, that situation's fine, your condition. Right. And then all of a sudden, when you get benched, it's not fine anymore. No, and not only that, you turn around. Of course you can find a doctor to say yeah. you shouldn't play. That's yeah. not, how hard is that? Yeah. Doctors don't want to deal with any liability. You can find a thousand doctors like, he should never play again. Like, if you took an x-ray of 99% of football players, I bet you a doctor would say you shouldn't play football. Right? So that that makes oh, that, mean, that matters not at all to me, what, he, what that part of it. It really bothers me how he at least tried to do the Jets and this PR thing. I, I, I don't think the Jets really made a mistake. He had an injury that didn't get really worse. He just didn't want to play with it anymore, and then he blamed the Jets as if they forced him to play. Well, you didn't. It didn't even bother you until you got and, your ass and, put on the and, bench. And, and, That's I, pathetic. I really hope our fans, the AEBG fans, you listen to what we're saying right now because you'll listen to these other podcasts that are media driven, and they'll say, "Oh, you know, the other players in the locker room, they're watching this, and what are the Jets doing?" Like. This is such a bad PR hit. Let, let me tell you guys something. Let me tell you guys something right now, okay? Everybody in that jet locker room knew that Coleccio Semele was fine. Coleccio Semele had no problems. He played the off-season uh, schedule. He worked in the preseason. He started for the New York Jets. There was nothing there was no issues. And then he got benched by Alex Lewis. And then all of a sudden, I need surgery. I need surgery. I need to go on IR. You know, you guys put me on IR. Uh, the Jets will pay for the surgery. You guys finish paying off my contract. And then the Jets will cut him. And then he can go to another team. The, the, Jets, the Jets call BS on that. Okay? And, and, and this whole narrative that the Jet players in the locker room are going to know. They already know what the deal is. Now, the media wants to run with, oh, the player and these doctors and all that stuff. Don't be fooled by that, man. He's trying to play the Jets. And the Jets caught it. And, yo, you know, you can say what you want. I would, if I were the Jets, I would have done the exact same thing they did. That's BS. How How is it that now, when you're benched by Alex Lewis, now it's a problem? Come on now. I'm not, I'm not. I'm not even hearing that. I know that's a negative take. I, I hope. I hope that uh, you guys don't tell. I'm not trying to come from a place of hostility. One of our close friends. I'll tell you guys off the air. He has a son who plays football. He was telling me that his son got benched just for a game because another kid. He when they started actually hitting each other with pads. I guess Kronk probably knows this too. Kids act a little different because now you're hitting each other. Yep. Some kids shy away from it. Yep. Some kids don't mind the contact. Yep. And his son's really good, but he's kind of shying away, so he got benched in a. All of a sudden, when they get to the game the next week, he's like, oh, no, Dad, I think I hurt my knee. I don't think I could play. 
And he's like, you're fine. What are you? I've been with you. You're totally, you're totally healthy. I know. He just, it's just psych- psychologically. Now, I know that's just a child. No, I guess but my point yeah. is that he got benched and was pissed off about it. Yep. You know, and didn't want, and like, Asamelia, this is, to me, really unprofessional. I don't care what other, what, I've, I've saw a lot of people trying to paint the Jets in a bad light. The Jets do so many things themselves to paint themselves in a bad light. I don't need to add extra things that are just unnecessary. And this is one of those things. That to me, I'm like, what did they do wrong? This this dude, like Mike said, <clears throat> players know what's up. Yeah. And when you all of a sudden time your injury out the way he did, he has an injury that right now, plenty of other players. And I'm I, like, this is where you get into sticky situations. Should, should I be telling someone who has an injury or you know or is hurt that they should play? Well, who the hell am I? Right. I'm just a guy with the pockets who loves the Jets, right? But I'm just saying, other people have played. What the same exact Oh, yeah. They played, they the played, season. and there's no problem. And they got in surgery. They played. It's happened in all different types of sports. Yep. So. Manage it afterwards. Yeah, that's 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 the interesting part. To so, me. so um, Nick, I want to yeah, ask you a question. Pictures in the major leagues, like Masato Tanaka's so, like, yeah. I'll just, he, has, he has tendons hanging by threads. <laughs> and he's pitched for like three seasons. I'll take care of it. He's like, you know what? One day I'll be an old man. I'll take, I'll deal with it. No big deal. You know, he don't even care. He just, and he still pitches, throws gems, you know? So, I know that. You get, like I said, Mike, you're in an awkward scenario. Should we be commenting on if they're injured, guys are injured or not? But just from the outside looking in, I don't like how this was portrayed. As if the Jets made him against his will. Absolutely. But really, the guy's being a clown. Yeah. Absolutely. And, Chris, and, and Keith, listen, uh, the Jets couldn't comment. Because if he, they did, they could get hit for grievances and whatnot. It was all Osemele uh, uh, that did it. And, you know, look, he tried to do what he had to do. I wanted to ask Nick a question. Nick, is this New York Jet offensive line, what you see, how does this hold up to that Giants offensive line from a couple years ago with Flowers? Oh, it's that's two bad lines. That I is mean, two bad offensive they're, lines. They're both terrible lines. I, mean, <laughs> I don't know. Mike, uh, the stat, it's alluded to me, you said before when you were bringing up... I, I, I'd have to pull it up. I sound like an idiot right now. But uh, I, well, you said it happened two games in a row and it's never happened before. So I guess if they set some kind of record like that, if we're getting technical, this would be the worst. It's but a that jet line record. Was, that line was, yeah, oh, it's yeah, a jet yeah, record. Yeah. That line is hard. The, the, that giant line was disgustingly bad. It was bad. It was oh, terrible. Oh, my God. Could not. Why Flowers was here for as long as he was, I have no clue. Yeah, that was a bad pick. Oh, oh speaking God. of bad picks, the Jets traded away a bad pick from a few years ago. Mm-hmm. Leonard Williams, the big cat, over to the New York Giants, looking out, unlike most Giant fans, a lot of our friends, yeah. who know Leonard Williams, they know he's on the Jets, they know the Jets drafted him high, and maybe have a false perception of him. You have been riding on the podcast with Mike and I yeah. since the beginning of the year. Yeah. You've been getting inside information on Leo. We've been talking about Leo, talking about his contracts, talking about him um, oh, underachieving man. all these years. And he has, as Mike knows, as most Jets fans know, go look in the back of his baseball card. He's gotten almost literally worse every single year he's been in the league. First year in the league, 63 tackles, three sacks. 63 tackles is pretty good for line. That means you're really good against the yep. run. Second year was his best year. 68 tackles, 7 sacks. That's when we thought he was ascending. And then then the last three years, these are his stats. 47 tackles, 2 sacks. 42 tackles, 5 sacks last year. This year, 20 tackles so far. And he has 0 sacks. Jesus. And now the Jets went ahead and got a third round pick for him next season. So, which is so. which is in a really, really, really good draft. And the Giants uh, do not look like they're going to be a good team, guys. So that second round pick, uh, that third round pick next year... That's going to be right after the second round. That's a pretty good pick to get. And then if Leonard Williams signs a contract with the Giants, the fifth round pick you gave us, which I believe is the year after that, is going to flip around to a fourth. 
very interesting. So I'm surprised, Mike, the value they got for Leonard at this point with the way he's played. I know a lot of people say he's great against the run. Maybe they're seeing things that we don't see. I know he's a good run stopper, but he, he seems this year especially big, barely any impact at all on the games. Phillips is out playing him the entire season so far. No one even knows who he is. What do you think, Mike? I thought this was a great trade. I mean, as far as value goes, the entire 2015 draft class by Mike McCagnon is now gone which is really sad uh, regarding our last GM who's put this team in such a talent-deficient hole. But I was very surprised that the Giants gave up that much for Leonard Williams. Um, You know, Dave Gettleman is probably looking and being happy with this whole Danny Dimes moniker and Barkley and everything like that. But I'm definitely skeptical of his ability as GM and him paying a third and a fifth potential fourth round pick for a guy like Leonard Williams who's been regressing okay I mean if you're under the preview that you think that the Giants are closer to winning than 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 not okay but uh I don't know I I was very happy with it um I think this is a very forward thinking move that um that Joe Douglas made and uh I'm happy that he didn't trade Robbie Anderson or Jamal Will- uh, Jamal Adams or, or Le'Veon Bell, as was reported today. Leonard Williams, I thought, if you're going to move a piece, was the right piece to move because we weren't going to be paying the money that we were going to need to keep him. And the compensatory pick was going to be nothing less than a late third rounder, early fourth rounder. And he got an early third rounder and an additional fifth or potential fourth. So I thought this was a spectacular play by uh, trade by Joe Douglas. <clears throat> and it is what it is. I mean, like you said, Kyle Phillips has been outplaying Leonard Williams. Uh, Quinn and Williams is going to be the future part of this defensive line. And uh, hopefully when Henry Anderson comes back, I don't think we'll really miss a beat as far as the defensive line goes. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's the life of a Jet fan, guys. Hey, got to hang in there. It's not easy being green, Gus. Uh, but Lennon Williams, he's out the door. Get some picks for it. We'll see what we can do with that. I, I mean, whoever they get next year in the third round, uh, high up in the third round, and we'll have a high third round pick too. Maybe you could use two of those picks to move up in the second round or to the first round or something like that. So, I mean, you have to be happy with that at least. And... On to the Dolphins, boys. The situation uh, kind of got heavy on me. Now, uh, we're one and six. Should be, theoretically. That that sounds great. But they're actually... Are are we better than the Dolphins? I mean, I think we are. I I think most teams think they are. But the way the Jets have played... The last couple games especially, guys, it's just, it's obviously very discouraging. We know the Dolphins have Fitzpatrick in there. Rosen's back on the bench. Fitzpatrick this year has five TDs, seven interceptions. Uh, his rating is 70. Not like he's playing great, but... I think Sam is at five TDs and seven interceptions as the thing well. with a guy like Fitzpatrick, guys, <laughs> is you just always get worried because you see the crazy games when he throws all these touchdowns sometimes. Yeah. And I don't know if the Dolphins have the, have the personnel for that. Uh, they got rid of Drake. Right now they got Walton's going to probably get most of the carries. Uh, he's got 41 attempts this year for 172 yards. Williams, Parker, have 356 yards, 343 yards. They don't have that too many weapons on offense. We know what the Dolphins are, guys. Oh, yeah. I'm not so much going to get into the Dolphins. They stink. I mean, they're trying to stink on purpose. So if we go down there to Miami against this team, after what's transpired the last two weeks 
where, you know, hit Jacksonville, and Jacksonville's a much better team than the Dolphins, but you would have thought the Jets would have put a better effort out there, oh, especially right. on defense, where, you know, Taylor, you Minshew just destroyed us and picked us apart the entire game, which we didn't even get into, Mike, but if we go down there and lose this game, Mike, we lose this game after what's happened the last couple games, and Sam has a bad game again, if the Dolphins, with their god-awful, garbage-ass team, beat us and confuse Sam and we can't beat them, there's some, there's some serious questions to be asked if Gates going to last the rest of this season. That's not a good sign. You can't beat a team that's trying to lose. So, I, you remember last season, the Jacksonville loss, I called for Todd Bowles' head. That, I had gone all those years without saying it, and I called it. I don't want to be that fan that's like, I want Gase's head. I know Gase has been dealt bad cards. I don't like Gase. I don't like what I've seen. But I feel that a coach definitely needs some time to try to prove himself. So I'm not going to be one of those people right now that's saying, I want Adam Gase fired, like one of our friends who tried to divorce himself of the Jets and just, you know, embarrass himself on our on our thread. But anyway, I digress. Um, if the Jets lose to the Dolphins, I will come on here and ask for Adam Gase to be fired. I, 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 there's no way that, like, I, again, I, I, I'm not a fan. You and I, look, it is, this is written, okay? The AEBG are not fans of Adam Gase. We were never fans of Adam Gase. You can go back and listen to our, our podcast. You can listen to our reaction to his hire and how he was throughout the early part of his tenure, okay? Now, Keith and I are Jet fans, so we're going to try to support our coach and try to get on board with the agenda. But unfortunately, it has been playing out the way we feared. Um, And I am yet not calling for him to be fired. I'm not doing that, personally. If Keith does, that's that's his prerogative. Um, But I am going to tell all of you that if they lose to the Miami Dolphins next Sunday, I will come on here and I will ask Adam Gase to be fired, and I will promote that shit, and I will ask everyone to blow that because it's crazy right now. Like there's polls being taken. Eighty-five percent of Jet fans want Adam Gase gone right now. Like that was the poll our Todd Bowles in year three. Okay, that wasn't Todd Bowles in year one. Just so everyone knows, Wookie's uh, Wookie has an amateur pilot's license. We might have to get him up in the air, maybe in the prop jet. The fire Adam Gaze uh, banner. <laughs> we'll get it done ourselves. Yes, we have the one of those. You know those planes you guys you see in the Alaskan bush. People just land on lakes. Yep. We have one right outside. Crystal, Crystal Lake is a wonderful lake. I to have land to land on. on some kind of water surface. Now, Mike, I understand what you're saying, and maybe I'm getting ahead of myself, but I don't know. It's very. T- it feels very toxic. It feels like something's really wrong for some reason, right. and I don't know if this is the guy. That's going to help Sam get better. Now, you go back, like Mike said, and you listen to some of the things that we said in regards to Adam Gase. When they hired him. When they can McCagnan. The entire process there. Uh, very, very negative, and we weren't excited. And there was many things we thought could go wrong. Uh, and some of them are going wrong right now. However, like Mike said, before the season starts, you kind of, as you get closer to the year, you start getting excited. Right. You got, you got, you got games happening in August. You're like, oh my god, here we go, preseason? Boom. All right, Adam Gase is here. Screw it. You know what? Season's about to start. You just you just, you just forget about it. it. Yeah. You put it to the side. Yep. And you say, all right, the season's going to start. Let's go. 
and unfortunately, uh, those old feelings came back. Yeah, we, and those, what, those what, old feelings and, came and back. The big... They bubbled back up, and yeah. uh, here they are on the surface again. And things are playing out in the worst case scenario. No, you couldn't have predicted Sam having mono. No, if he would have been there for three of those other three games, who knows what the Jets would have done? They probably would have won a couple of them, I think, or maybe not. Maybe they would have lost all three still. But when you have the top eight offensive categories in the league, and your name says thirty-two next to six or seven of them, you're last in the league in almost every single <laughs> offensive category that exists. When that is the stats, when you're do. averaging. The New York Jets right now average 209 yards a game on offense. Wow. I mean, how many quarterbacks right now can we say throw for more than that in a game? You could probably name 25 of them. Absolutely. I mean, so that's where we're at, guys. Like, it's just, we all have to realize get a little better. this isn't just bad. This is the worst offense through this amount of games, through seven games I've ever seen in my life. Oh, God. That I could ever remember, Mike. And Sam did help us the one game versus the Cowboys, and he didn't play that bad versus the Bills. But in totality, when you look at everything that's gone on so far, and you look at Adam Gase and what he's supposed to bring to us, this team is not the Dolphins, where it just has no talent anywhere. I mean, they should be doing better on offense, and they're not. Yep. And that little silent, you know, you throw right at the feet, obviously, of, of Sam. He hasn't you know, played great this year in the games that he's played. But Adam Gase is where I look to more, Mike. And, you know, I know it's, it's been a rough year so far. Yep. You know, and if we still do have... Uh, all the homies still listen. All the cats still ride or die with us out there. The ABG fans, we really do appreciate it because you are psychos and Jeff fans are the greatest. And we're all going through this together. And we try to be here for you every single week. But hopefully this week, Mike, you know, hope, I mean, we know Senor is going to be on next week. Yep. He's going to the Dolphin game. He'll be down there uh, oh, to root for the Jets, man. Yeah, yeah, that'll be cool. We'll have some picks of Senor down there. And hopefully we can come on next week, guys, and we can talk about a win. Big W. A big W. Something good. I mean, this is not... If you're going up against the Dolphins, you shouldn't have to feel agita. Yeah. You shouldn't have to feel uh, that feeling in the pit of your stomach like, oh, God. Are we going to lose? Like Losing to Miami this year, your, your team's fans should be, the feeling should be shock. Not not almost Bro, expectation. someone's going to lose to them. Yes. You don't want to be the first team. Yes. You don't want to be that jabroni-ass no, team. You can't be. Teams keep squeaking W's out on them. You we cannot be. lose. And I fear, Bro, I don't, I'm like, I don't, and I'm like, and that's the thing. I don't know what to think. I don't know what team he, is going to show up. Sam, Sam needs to play better. He needs to play better, okay? And I know that he's been getting hit. He has been, and it's it's bad. And I know that, that Adam Gase hasn't um, dialed up plays for him the way he should. But you know what? I'm a realist, and I see Sam, and I know he's young. But I look at Deshaun Watson, and Deshaun Watson had a the offensive line. Excuse my language. Um and he was still able to execute. I know Sam is under a lot of pressure. He he cannot be careless with the ball. He just don't turn. Look, if you incomplete it, then you incomplete. Do not turn the ball over. You got to get better at it. I know you're young. We talk about how young he is and everything like that. Yo, you you need to get better. You can't you can't turn the ball over like that. Three interceptions, four interceptions back to back. That's unacceptable. I don't care who your coach is. I don't care what your offensive line is. You cannot yeah, that'll sink do you, no that. Matter what. Yeah. And, you know, it's almost Absolutely. like, I don't know why for Sam I feel different than a lot of other guys that we had. I, I've seen him do things that I didn't see well, Sanchez do or, you know, forget about yep. Gino. The only reason, we all forget this, Sanchez, for some reason, Rex Ryan threw him in in the fourth quarter of a meaningless game versus the Giants. He gets hurt. 
Gino would have never played that year. We yeah. would have never even would have seen him play quarterback for the Jets. Because <laughs> right. Sanchez would have went out and played that year. So um, I, I almost look at Gino as like, whatever. It's not like we drafted him in the first round and we thought he was the future. Sanchez is a different story. Um, and you kind of saw early on that he wasn't getting better to me. Right. And I, you know, and as he last year went on with Sam, he did get better. And the first game versus the Bills, he didn't play that bad. And this year, I think, I almost look at this year as it's just like this big toxic tornado that he's in. I'm yeah, no, and, and, and we've seen Sam, the thing is about Sam is that we've seen him play at a level that we never saw Sanchez play at. Like, he's played games where he was spectacular. And I I would be really giddy and be like, wow, oh my God. So breaking it down, breaking it down real quick, just get with on Sam. We have the Dallas game, the Houston game, the Green Bay game, and the um and then and there was one other game. There was another game, uh, I think it was the Bills game. That he played ve- like extremely well. We're talking in his 16 starts right now. He's played absolutely spectacular. Then you have terrible games like the Patriot game we just saw, the Miami game, the the uh, the uh, Jaguars game from last year, and then the. Uh, I think it was the uh, the the Browns game that were four games that you could say was like bad, bad, bad. The two of them that were really bad, and then two that were like eh. And then the rest of uh, all the games he played have been like, you know, good here, bad there, mediocre. So he's had four great, outstanding games, two horrific games, two bad games, and then the rest are like so-so games. He can't be inconsistent like this anymore. He needs to Yeah, Mike, his QB rating right now is a 66 this year. Not a QBR. I'm talking about his QB rating. I mean, last year when he finished the season, it was really low most of the year. In the last month, it was really good. He got it up to a 77. But if you're not up near a 90, you're not really playing that well. That's garbage. And 66 is horrible. For his career now, Mike, Sam's got 22 touchdowns, 23 picks. So, I mean, that's where he's at. I mean, that's Unfortunately, as much as I think he's going to be better than Sanchez, I mean, last year he averaged 220 yards. I see here this year so far he's averaged 204. And I, you know, as much as I want to say I see him being better than Sanchez and I think he'll be better than Sanchez, these are Sanchez-esque stats that that I'm seeing. And now Sanchez's first year was a lot worse. I think his touchdown to interception rate was like nine to 17 or something like that. Sam last year 17 touchdowns, 15 pickles. This year, five TDs, and obviously the last couple games have been horrible. He has eight picks on the season. Most of them have come in the last two games. Mike, he's got to pull himself out of it. I mean, this is what happens with these young quarterbacks' careers. You can't expect all of them to just beast out right away. You've seen ridiculously beast games from him, and you've seen some horrible games. But then looking at, but then go look at Josh Allen and Mike, Baker Mayfield's stats. Oh, They're not well, really yeah, that no, much I mean, better. This year, Baker Mayfield. Now, Baker Mayfield's played every game. Yeah. Baker Mayfield only has six TDs. Now, uh, he's played a couple, three more games than Sam. But he has 12 picks this year. I didn't realize he had so many picks. His QB rating is at a 67. Another Not guy good. who regressed. So like like Mike said, uh, mentioned a moment ago, Lamar Jackson, probably the guy <laughs> who's – and the type of game he plays too, which is so hard to defend him. If he yeah. does, Remember he didn't run for a bit this year? Then yep. he started running. But Mike, Dolphins next week – Next weekend, uh, you know, you can't say if you think the Jets are going to win or not. We have no idea anymore, no. guys. We don't know who's going to show up. I have to predict victory. I can't predict. I'm not going to predict the Dolphins to take a win because that no. would just be that would just be ridiculous. But what do you think, Mike? 
You think we're going to come out on the, on the on the end of a W this weekend? You think the good Sam's going to show up or the bad Sam? A lot of people, I guess, won't believe me, but like going into Jacksonville, I was afraid, and I really did think we were going to lose against Jacksonville. I just felt it. And um, I really think that right now is a really bad time for the Jets. Uh, I think it's a bad time just because of just everything that's happening. I feel that people like Jamal Adams, Le'Veon Bell, you know, players, they feel that this this front office isn't is isn't supporting them. I think Sam, I think they've been through a lot as a team, um, but I find it very hard to see them actually lose to the Miami Dolphins. Uh, I think they're going to end up winning the game, but I don't think it's going to be really pretty. But I'll I'll say it again. If they lose this game, which they absolutely can lose. We saw Miami give Pittsburgh a scare uh, on Monday Night Football. Um, if they lose this game, I'm done with Adam Gase. I'm 100% done and... That for me, that I'm out. I'm out of that whole conversation. Wow. You know what, guys? Uh, hopefully, we don't have to go there. Hopefully, next week we can come on, bring you happiness, joy. Now, there, w- there won't be a, a, an intro next week if we take a W. We should beat the Dolphins. Right. Well, guys, all, all I want to do is come here and talk about a win. I mean, we had it. We thought we were on the right path. Take an L to the Pats. Yeah, I'm bouncing back versus the Jags. Next couple games after that are not too difficult. So, you know, you just, you just got to hope, Mike. You got to hope we can win this one. I think the game after that is versus the Giants. I think we have Chris. I, could, I think we have Kelvin Beecham and Chris Herndon coming back against Miami. But the way it's looking right now, man, you got Miami and then you got the Giants. And if can you imagine if the Giants end up beating the Jets? It, it well, is at this point, is that really that would that be that surprising? I mean, the Jets aren't playing great. Like the Jets play the Dolphins, the Giants, the Redskins, the Raiders, then the Bengals, and then they play the Dolphins again. Right. That's a run of garbage ass teams right there. Right. But then now you look at the Jets, and that's what those teams think about us when they look on their schedule. When fans see that, when Giant fans or Dolphin fans or Redskins fans see the Jets in their head, they're like, "Oh, W, right. W, right there." You know, you know, you know, all Giant fans are going to beat us. We obviously have one Raider fan friend talking smack today, talking about toilet bowl teams. Well, what did he, he say? He was talking about how all say? the horrible teams the Raiders are going to run through, run through, and the Raiders probably have two more losses on their schedule this season, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Yo, he talks so much. He talks so much smack. That's why his team. That's why his team in the SEFL is absolute garbage. Three and four this year. So you're not coming not from a place of strength if you're talking about nope. bad teams because your team is garbage pail. Is a garbage pail for a while now, and we play each other so. And it's a home game. See what happens. And, and our friend Dan Scampoli will be there. So why does he talk? Why does he talk? Like why can't he just, just you know, be a humble person and not have to talk? Like his team in, in our fantasy oh, football league what? is what? garbage because he's a Michael. Terrible you can't fantasy put our friend on blast with the public terrible. like this about his about his fantasy football team. Like now, your fantasy football team this year is actually doing very well in your division. Yeah, the Jedi's. Yeah, the pork chops not so much. We're not even gonna Wookies. Wookies standing right now is classified. Yeah. We will not put that on the yeah. air to the ABG Airwaves. <laughs> no one needs to know about that. Um, you know, my team's not doing that bad, so we're all doing pretty good, I think. Well, Wookie won the, our basketball league. Yeah, he's already so basketball he's champion. Got that. And you know, it's a title. It's like in the in in the world. It was champ. like in the world he's of the our fantasy champ. world. The 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 SCFL. That's the world championship. Yeah. Like you you won like the intercontinental championship. <laughs> you know, you won a dope belt, not the top belt, but you still got a belt. 
You know, it's like a U.S. championship in WWE. Whoever comes up, you 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 did win. You won. You won the first championship, and then yeah, Keith I won the first year in basketball, uh, and then Nick, Nick won, won the second one. All right, so that's another show in the books, guys. Uh, you know, we went on a lot longer than I thought today. We had no agenda. We just started talking about the jet, uh, Jets and figuring out as we went along here. If anyone does want to listen to us, Mike, support us, tell their friends about us, or get at us in any way, shape, or form. Where could they do that? Well, they can follow us on the Elite Sports Radio Network. You can find us on SoundClouds, iTunes, iHeartRadio, Spreaker.com. Please follow us on Facebook at AEBG.JetsRadio, on Twitter at AEBG underscore NYJ Podcast, and on Instagram at Jet.AEBG. You heard the man on behalf of the biggest Jets fan in the state of Texas, Michael Agaris, and the big stinking Wookiee, Nicholas Kronk. My name is Keith Farrell. Peace out, everyone. Get at you next week. Later. Hey, this is Sean Amos, and uh, they say it ain't easy being green. Are you ready? Can't win. The New York Jets can beat anybody in the world, and I think we're going to win next Sunday. Green. The New York Jets. I think Jet fans. Jet fans. Jet fans. Burn, very passionate. Burn, Thank you, all you fans. They got their guy. Darnold falling to the Jets. Sam Darnold. Sam Darnold. That's such an upside. I think Jeff Andrew. Brady sucks! Don't be the sucks! I want a number leaver!